0: Hi everyone, Joy here. I'm very excited to be back with interviews because this has been a bit of a challenging time and I haven't had my little peeps on here that I interviewed that I love so much. In saying that, today I have Juliette. She lives in Utah and Juliet creates a platform or she created a platform, a building tool that assesses audience obstacles, generate leads and qualify leads for businesses. Now, I don't know about you guys, but everybody needs this in their lives, right? Hi, Juliette. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so
1: much for having me.
0: Thank you for coming on to the show. I'm very excited to have you here. I just think you um, you know, it's like like you said before we pushed recorders, you are like the starting point to people before they buy into all of these things, you know, and um this is exactly what we need as entrepreneurs. I remember when I started out, I just thought everything is so expensive because when you start out, you don't have money to just pump into everything. and um I remember when I started out that was a big issue for me, so it really sounds like you can help people, which is absolutely fantastic. Can you tell people a little bit about you? where you from, Where did you grow up? just so people get to know you as a person?
1: Yes. So uh, I actually grew up in Central California, Paso Robles, California, and um, from there I went off. I only went 30 miles away to college, <laughs> so I, I went to college in San Luis Obispo, and after college I moved down to Los Angeles, and that's where I sort of started uh, my career, and I was uh, worked in traditional publishing, okay. so I got to see a lot. I know you're like looking like, how did you get where you are today? <laughs> There's a story at the time when you're in it, you have no idea, but when you look back, you get it. Um, but I, um, I worked at, at a traditional publishing house. And when I left there, I went into advertising and I worked for Shia Day, a big worldwide advertising company on a, a billion dollar account. And then from there, I went on to Mattel toys. And, um, in, I think 2001, I, I left, and uh, you, your moms will appreciate this. I decided I was going to be a stay-at-home mom because we were moving, and it lasted about two weeks because it was so much harder than working. <laughs> so um, I actually started my own uh, real estate. I started selling real estate because I thought I could do it part-time. I could still be a mom, and then my type A personality kicked in, and I was full-time. My team was selling 60 houses a year. Oops. And... I know, right? And, and in 2007, uh, I was in the midst of a really ugly divorce, a lot of time on my hands because the kids were going back and forth, and I wrote my first mystery novel. And um, I'm probably most famous for I Killed My Husband in it and, of course, got away with it. And if you read the book and look at my ex-husband, you can tell it was him. <laughs> So, um, but what that was, was the beginning of a journey into, by my second book, uh, well, I hired a self-publishing company for my first book and I quickly saw from my experience in the publishing world that they were not doing what was necessary to benefit authors. They were really, they were not educating them. They were taking a lot of money for things they shouldn't have been. So with my second book, I started my own publishing company. And by my third book, I had sold over 25,000 copies. Of course, I didn't kill my ex-husband in all of them because he was dead, but I continued to write mystery novels. And um, in about 2013, after I had sold so many books, people started bringing me their books to publish. And the thing I saw over and over is that they were going to business startup you know, conventions and, and workshops. And they were telling the guru in the room that their products and services weren't selling. And the guru said, oh, because you need a book. So they wrote a book. They brought us the book and told me the same story. I wrote this because my products and services weren't selling. And I was like, that's not why your products and services aren't selling. And, you know, it's great that you wrote a book, but if you don't have an audience, this isn't going to help. So we started putting these assessments together and um, what they really are is taking the success principles of what you teach Mm -hmm. and putting them in an assessment where people can look at it and say, oh, this is why I'm not getting the success that I'm trying to achieve. So you're really sort of validating your product, you're getting feedback, and what really sets it apart is there's an autoresponder that that, um, spins off. And we ask three really key questions about, are you 100% committed to solving the problem that I solve? Are you willing to invest? to solve this problem and would you have a conversation with us and based on those answers you either get a high medium or low commitment person high commitment person you're going to give them your calendar link that's somebody you want to talk to exactly. uh, medium commitment person you know you you might, might want to nurture them it might not be they might love what you have to say but this is the first time you're seeing they're seeing you and then there's that 80 percent of the room or whatever you're doing that's never going to pull the trigger you give them great content and kind of nurture them and but you don't spend a lot of time there so we really felt like this was a place where people could start finding out more about Mm -hmm. is my product really valid and will people buy it instead of just guessing
0: that's really really cool because that's that's a thing of today is that you know like you you create a product and you sell a product that you think people would want but then you put it out, and then nobody wants it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's not—it's a lot. It, it's usually a, a combination of things. It might not be that nobody wants it. It might be that you're in front of the wrong audience, or it might be that um, you are in front of the right audience, but you're not positioning it correctly. Because a lot of times we position it. With, uh, you know, pain points and things like that, that people talk to us about, marketers talk to us about. Yeah. But what people really want to know before they hire you is do you get results? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where you and I discussed earlier that um, the coaching industry kind of has this bootstrap your way to bankruptcy business model. Mm. So it's really important for you to to validate that product before you go spend money on a book coach mm. and a speaking coach and, and all of those things. Mm. Um, Cause you can get yourself a hundred, $200,000 into debt mm. starting that new business and not even know, you know, not have a product.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, that's very, very true. And coaching programs is so ridiculously expensive, you know, and um, it's just, yeah, like I said, bootstrapping yourself into bankruptcy. Okay. So by the sounds of it, you have always been, like very driven and motivated and i mean you've you've obviously by the sounds of it you've had like good success i have to ask what has been your driven thing you know what has been that thing that's been driving you through the years to just keep going and keep motivating yourself um i never just healed my childhood want to be the
1: best (laughs) you know Um, but that's, that's really kind of it is, you know, I always strive to be the best at something. So I really, I excel, I get really motivated and excited when I jump into something new and I want it to be really good. So it's always a motivator for me. I want to help people and, um, I want to save them. Like, I want to save them from this industry, (laughs)
0: I kind of understand what you're saying because there's a, yeah, there's, there's a lot of sharks out there that just wants to eat the little fishes. And you know, it, it's, that's where I'm coming in with my coaching as well, because I'm very, very cheap in comparison to a lot of people and people would ask me why are you so cheap? I said, because I don't want to rip people off. I want to help people. Yeah. You know, it's, for me, there's a difference. Okay. So have you come from, a, I love to ask this question. Have you come from a family of entrepreneurs or did you just kind of went uh, broke? <laughs> No, in fact,
1: my mother and father both had government jobs. And when I branched off into real estate on my own, my parents, I was very successful at it, but my parents would always say like, you know, you should get a good government job. You would have, (laughs) Benefits you would have, and I would just look at them like I would be insane. And it's funny because my sister also had her own business when she was alive, and it was almost funny. We would we would look at each other when we were you know alone, and we'd go, "Can you believe those people
0: raised us?" <laughs> that is fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's. I guess it's the traditional way of you know having a job and getting an education, getting a job, doing all of those things. Okay, so. Your first idea of a concept with a business, so after real estate, um, what, what let you go to the next step that you're doing? That, uh, after the real estate? Yes. So what, what intrigued you to basically start? What is it? Okay, let me put it this way. Sorry, my tongue is time today in this interview. What is that thing that decided for you that's the next thing that you're doing after real estate?
1: Uh, so the publishing company, it was really that book that I wrote, the, the publishing experience when I went to, and I'm not going to name who they are, but I went to a big self-publishing company yeah. and my thought there was, hey, I've worked in traditional publishing. I've got this rocked. I don't need to shop for a traditional publisher. Yes. But the, the model I saw there, the, the markups on the, ah, I thought that was off. The markups I saw on the back end um, were incredibly unethical. So imagine that you had um, that you had contracted someone to put your book together, to mm. format it, and so you had paid them an un- upfront production fee, and then on the back end they marked up the book and they also took a piece of your royalties. I thought, "Oh my gosh, this is horrible." So to me it was like when you got a business card created that you went in and you said to the the print company you're like, "Hey, you know, can you create this? This is what I want." They gave you a creation and Ooh. then you ordered your box of business cards and they said, "Hey, by the way, here's your cards. Every time you give one out, you owe us 50% of your sale."
0: Uh-huh. That
1: was basically what these companies
0: were doing and it was just crazy. So unethically, you know, like things that is unethical that just motivates you to fix it. Is it can I put it that way? Is that your like one of your factors that drives you?
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. That would be one of my factors. (laughs) I'm a justice, kind of a justice person. Like don't root don't mess around with people in front of me.
0: (laughs) love it. We need more of you in this world, Juliette. Please, can you clone yourself and become like, I don't know, become a hundred of you. (laughs) okay so my podcast is all about you know focus and discipline and you know the things behind the scene that make somebody successful because i'm a firm believer if you don't have the right i could say behind the scene things in place you're not going to be successful in this game you know you need to have that something that drives you and your focus and things like that so in saying that what is your daily method of operations what is those things that you do every day that you feel is putting the right things in place that drives you in the you know from day to day to achieve your goals?
1: So first thing when I get up in the morning, I do my LinkedIn prospecting. I have an an automatic, uh, an auto third party that I goes through. And I I think that's actually how we met. And um, I send all those out. I work out, I go running, and then I come back home and I work those leads I just got from that. Wow. So that's the first thing is I get my daily lead generation out of the way right away. And the reason I, I learned that from real estate is you have to do that to keep your business ongoing. You have mm-hmm. to establish those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I usually teach a course a couple times a week. I have a couple different courses and then I try to schedule interviews and, um, you know, one-on-ones in the afternoon. So I have a very, I have a schedule that I adhere to to four days a week and then Fridays, uh, minimal, minimal appointments and it's content creation because you have to have content too. So that's my days that I usually record for my podcast and, and put my content calendar together and and things like that.
0: That's awesome. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Do you do meditation? I do. So
1: I have this fabulous meditation that I do before I go to bed and it's manifesting in your sleep. And then usually uh, I will kind of wake up in the morning before I get up. So I do it again in the morning. So usually it's like 10 minutes in the evening, 10 minutes in the morning.
0: That's fantastic. I actually, um, I spoke to somebody a couple of weeks ago that was talking about the manifest. You know, I cannot pronounce that word. Um, but yes, that med- meditation. And it's something that I'm actually looking into. So he sent me quite a few links to like the sounds and the music and things like that. So I'm like, hmm, this is a good idea. Because I love meditation. I feel like it really opens your mind and it clears your mind. And I preach to my audience all the time to meditate. So I love to ask if people meditate because, you know, I guess it gives, gives it that behind it that successful people meditate please meditate <laughs> That's what you yeah have.
1: yeah it does and I what I love about the one before you go to bed is it's really intention and, and gratitude so you know there are so many things during our day that can go wrong but you really need to be grateful for those things that went right exactly. even if you have to make it up sometimes <laughs>
0: Well, you know what like I've got two little boys, and we do we do we are religious, so we do thank you prayers before night, you know before bedtime every, and every night I ask them, okay, what are you grateful for, and what are we saying thank you for because it's so important to appreciate the things and that would come up with things like water from a tap, you know because it's things that we don't we we have that we you know fertile countries don't have those type of things, and you know they come up with and for, it's a six and a three year old and then I would say, thank you like we had dinner you know it's like those little things in life that you know, makes you appreciate things and um, I'm all about the gratitude. So it's awesome to do those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are you currently working on? What is your biggest thing at the moment that you are working on?
1: Ooh, so I've had a book that uh, my first nonfiction book that has been ready since February. Mm -hmm. And because of what's going on in the world, I decided to hold it. And just today, I went and chose my cover art. And so I'm getting ready to go. That's one of the things. Um, The second thing is I'm working with one of my business partners on um, putting together a book package for podcasters because most of them have the material that can be transcribed and and recopy written into a book so we're putting together some some packages for those types of people
0: Oh, I want that in my life. Please. I was <laughs> literally just thinking the other day, cause I've done about 60 plus interviews now. And I was just thinking the other day, how cool can that be? If I can have a book with all these interviews, because I've interviewed some really like yourself, like some really amazing people. And it would be so cool to have a book with all these amazing people. We need to catch up afterwards on that. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> in saying that, um, okay, so your. are your program that you're working on and you can help people with leads. Tell us a little bit more about that when I, when I introduce you to the audience, you know, your little, is it, is it a software? Am I correct when I say it's a software? It is. It's actually
1: a software. It's not my software, believe it or not. It okay. was something that I was introduced to back in uh, 2015, 2016 okay. and it was being used by a business coach. And I looked at it and I thought, oh my gosh, this has so much marketing potential. Because, you know, coming from advertising, I I was seeing the place in the market where people were starting these businesses without any validation. And I thought, what would be a way to use this to sort of set up those success principles Mm -hmm. and, and validate? So... I'm using the software in a very different, I'm using it. I mean, it's set up in a particular way, but what I do is I work with people one-on-one so that we write the statements correctly. We, we understand what the traffic drive is where we're sending people and um, then training them to use it on, you know, summits, virtual uh, webinars, and also from the stage, which is virtual is why we've been so busy the last month. The middle of March, I thought my business was over because I mostly worked with speakers. And all of a sudden, we got really busy because... People realized that they were doing these virtual things and that what they were doing back in 2015, 16 with these lead magnets was not working anymore because, you know, we have that even exchange or quote, even exchange. And, you know, people were getting your eBooks, they were getting your blueprints, but they were never opening the drip campaigns. So um, we've been really busy setting up assessments so that people can actually in real time get feedback on, on what they're doing. So it's been really great.
0: That sounds amazing. That is really, really cool. Huh? We'll drop links to your things at the bottom. We have to introduce people to this. Okay. So, uh, you're obviously on a mission. You're a, you're a, you're a very successful and very driven person on a mission. What would your mission be in the future? Like if you look at your five year goal, what would be your mission? I
1: think my mission in the future is to just help as many entrepreneurs as I can. Um, it's, you know, I, I feel like I'm almost 60. I feel like, you know, I'd want to retire at some point, but I, I really am driven to pull people out of that bootstrap your way to bankruptcy model and really get them on the pathway to sustainable businesses. It's almost become, become an
0: obsession with me. <laughs> Well, that's awesome because I, uh, you know what? It keeps you young because I would have never thought you were almost 60. So there you go. So it obviously Thank keeps you, you. young. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> okay. So I have a last question for you. So my audience is, you know, they, they, I would say, torn about starting a business or, you know, they've started, but they're struggling, et cetera. And we also have a lot of failures and, you know, as you know, there's failures as well. So what has been your biggest failure and, How have you gotten yourself out of that failure? Oh, wow. You know,
1: um, I fail every day. Like, seriously. And it's funny because when my kids were growing up, they would come home and they'd be bummed about something and I'd be like, well, get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not failing, there's a problem. Um, My biggest failure, I know, right?
0: (laughs) No, I'm laughing so much because I say the same to my kids.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm that optimistic mom. (laughs) Um, My biggest failure was probably when I started this business, not understanding the online world as much as I should have. And I think there was a big learning curve there. And I think that was my biggest failure is not understanding that it wasn't going to happen overnight because the real estate literally happened overnight for me. Um, And that there was a big learning curve. So, um, you know, I think that is one of the things that... um, I'm really all about is telling people the truth about this business and setting realistic expectations if you're going to be an online entrepreneur. And um, yeah, I think that is probably my biggest failure is the money I dumped into this, not knowing that it was going to take longer than
0: it did. Yeah. Because that's the thing you tend to dump in a lot of money and then you don't see any return on investment for at least the first six, seven months. And yeah, and yeah, I completely understand that. Okay, very interesting. Thank you for that. All right, so a little bit of a statement. If you have any advice for you know my audience, um, if they don't want to start their business or they're worried or they fear, what advice would you give them to help them to overcome those fears and just basically, I guess, just start up? You just have to start. Yeah. You just have to
1: say I'm jumping today and do it, and you know, no procrastination. And when you do it, don't do it halfway. Either be in or be out, because I think the halfway is where people get stuck with what are the next steps. You don't have to see what's in front of you. You just have to take those steps first.
0: Yes, I love it. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. You are a big inspiration and well done for everything that you do. And we will definitely drop the links so people can find you. And do you have a Facebook profile as well? Because I know I've met you on LinkedIn. Do you have a Facebook profile, a Facebook group, anything like that that you teach people that I can send them to you? Uh, Well, my my personal profile is Juliet Dylan Clark.
1: So you can find me over there. My Facebook group is paid, uh, but if you go over to www.leadlogicquiz.com mm-hmm. and you take that quiz, we and, and you mention there is a comment section in the quiz. If you mention that you heard me on this podcast,
0: I will give you a free course. Ooh, there you guys go. That's awesome. Well <laughs> done. Thank you. That's awesome of you to do that. Thank you. I'm sure the audience will appreciate that. And thank you again, Juliette. I really appreciate you. And um, yeah, I'll definitely, you know, be in touch. Awesome! Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank. Bye.